Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox. Welcome to Paradox. I'm Jimmy. And I am Josh. And we are excited to have Dr. Bennett Amalu on the show now today. Now then, whoa, whoa, before we even get started, I know there's a lot of ladies listening. You need to press pause until you get your husband in the room or your boyfriend <laughs> because he is going to want to listen to this interview because it's not often we have Will Smith on our show. Um, <laughs> and so you're going to want to be a part of uh, Dr. I'm, Mark, I'm, thank I'm you. no Will Smith. I'm no Will Smith. Please. Well, you're probably you a lot better on record. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, Dr. Amalu is a Nigerian-American physician. He's a forensic pathologist and neuropathologist who is the first to publish findings on CTE, chronic traumatic whoa, whoa, whoa. encephalopathy. This, oh, very nice. I Come was going to question now. that third word, but you Come did very now. well. He is a chief medical examiner of the San Joaquin County, California, and is clinical professor at UC Davis. Tell us about your latest book, Truth Doesn't Have a Side. Well, Truth Doesn't Have a Side uh, is a book I wrote that was published just a couple of weeks ago. After the movie Concussion, I was getting thousands of emails from parents all across the world. I can imagine. Wanting or seeking guidance about um, their children who've suffered brain damage in sports. Because what people do not understand, each and every blow your child suffers while playing football, ice hockey, rugby, boxing, is brain damage. If your child suffers a concussion, that is brain damage. And all it takes to suffer permanent brain damage could be just one concussion. In order to respond to this request, because I noticed many of the parents were extremely confused. Some were very depressed and saddened to realize that their children have suffered permanent brain damage and there was nothing anybody could do. And the recurrent playmates, I wish I had known. Nobody said this to me. So people came to me and convinced me to write a book, not a book about sports, but a book about the journey of my faith, hmm. the journey of my life, and the journey of my science that led me to where I am today, to my position today that no child under the age of 18 years old should play the high-impact, high-contact sports. The big six are football, ice hockey, mixed martial arts, rugby, boxing, 
and wrestling. These are games that can never be made safe. Blows to the head are intrinsic to the play. And these games are unhealthy for your child's brain. They cause brain damage. When they become adults, meaning above the age of 18, and if they want to play as adults, good for them. They make that educated decision mm -hmm. to play. Children should play the healthy types of sports, the non-contact sports, swimming, track and field, basketball, baseball, volleyball, table tennis, lawn tennis, badminton. There are so many of them. If you go to the website of the International Olympics Committee, the healthy types of sports will give your child everything football and other high-impact contact sports will give your child, but will even give your child more. They would preserve your child's mind, your child's intelligence. And this is where faith comes in, because I practice my faith in my science and my science in my faith. In fact, science led me to faith. Hmm. Knowing what we know today as Christians, should we continue to intentionally expose our children to the risk of brain damage? Is that the will of God for our children, knowing that our children are the greatest gifts of our lives? There are the gifts of the Spirit of the mighty God. So knowing what we know today, shouldn't we rather uplift the gift of life God has given us? Protect their minds, protect their brains, protect their intelligence, and help them become that glorious child God created them to be. We do, we, we kind of, um, we're, we're out of Austin, Texas, and the state of Texas. I mean, in the state of Texas, we're kind of, you know, the buckle on the Bible belt. You know, people love Jesus, but they love football just slightly less than Jesus in the state of Texas. I <laughs> which mean, is it, ridiculous. Which is ridiculous, but it is just so huge. And when, for example, uh, you were quoted on ESPN.com as saying, every parent has asked themselves, do I love football more than I love my child? Hmm. And a lot of parents would almost take offense to that. You know, their parents played football, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, everyone's been fine, and now you're equating me allowing my child to play a sport that all family has played forever and ever and ever, and you're basically accusing me of child abuse. How do you, how do you answer that, parent? Okay, let's go to the Bible. The letter of Paul to the Ephesians, chapter 4. He tells us that we should not embed ourselves in the ways of the world, in the ways of the past, that we must most gladly give up the old self with the renewal of our minds, embrace the new self in the holiness and righteousness of the truth. First letter of John, chapter 1, tells us that we, as we become reborn, should give up the darkness of the past and embrace the light of knowledge and the light of the future. Science tells us that as a species, we evolve 
whether we like it or not. We change. As a society, we change. But luckily, science has shown us that as we change, we become more intelligent. And as we become more intelligent and renew our minds, we give up the less intelligent ways of our past. Mm. The truth is inconvenient. The Mm. truth is painful. And the truth is difficult. Anybody who doesn't agree with that, ask yourself, is it easy to be a Christian? (laughs) The God we worship is the truth, is the light. It is not easy. In fact, he said it, that the good ways are usually the more difficult, narrow, windy ways. So, to justify a wrong today, because we did it in the past, Mm. in all sincerity, is not of God. Now, Knowing is it a- what we know today, in 1957, people may not be aware of it, 11 years before I was born, the American Academy of Pediatrics, these are the best children doctors all over the world, in 1957 said that no child under the age of 12 should play football, boxing or wrestling. I wasn't the first to say this. But what has happened is we let ourselves conform to the ways of the world and deny ourselves of the spirit of God. We don't belong to the world. We don't do things as Christians because the world does it. And when people say, oh, my child played football in the past. He or she did not have problems. How do you know? Because what we are discovering now, people may have had problems in the past, just that we did not connect it to football. For example, what we know now, this, this is going to be difficult for many of us. Studies have been done across the world. Millions of children have been followed for up to 40, 45 years. And we have found out that if your child suffers just one concussion, or if your child suffers repeated blows to the head, sometimes in the thousands, your child is more likely to die before the age of 42 through violent means. One, two. Your child has a two to four times increased risk of committing suicide. Three, your child has about two to four times increased risk of developing major psychiatric illnesses as an adult. And is more likely, much more likely to be prescribed a psychiatric medication in his adult life. Sometimes up to 40 years later, after he has stopped playing football. When you play these games, your child's intelligence is damaged, and your child is less likely to attain higher levels of education, is more likely to drop out of high school, is less likely to attend college. Your child is more likely to engage in impulsive behavior, is less likely to control his moods, his emotions, it's more likely to engage in violent behavior. 
It's more likely to engage in criminal behavior. It's more likely to engage in social improprieties and sexual improprieties, including breakdown of intimate relationships, yelling at his brothers or sisters, moving away from the family. And we have always known this over the centuries. Hippocrates in 400 BC was the one who first identified concussions. He called them commotio cerebri. But as a society, we've chosen to conform to the traditions and expectations of society, whereby we have embraced a certain way of life in denial of the truth. And when somebody like me, a foreigner, a lowly foreigner, a buffoon like myself comes along <laughs> and discovers the truth, I'm a nobody. I'm a very marginal person. Discovered the truth and presented the truth to the society. I was ridiculed. I was called names. Some said I was practicing voodoo. I was ostracized and marginalized. But the truth will always prevail whether we like it or not. God will prevail. My middle name is Ifa Kandu. He's African for life is the greatest gift of all. As parents, when a man and a woman conceive a child, God invites us in to partake in the creation of life. And he gives us the gift of life, the gift of his spirit. He has told us in the parable of the master and his servant, it is our duty to protect and multiply upon that spirit upon that gift and help uplift that gift to become and leave the purpose of God. Like Will Smith said in the movie Concussion, it was not the purpose of God for man to play games like football. He did not create our brains to engage in such violent activities. The the research is, is certainly astounding and it's incredibly interesting to hear. I, I would love to hear a part of your story. Tell us a little bit about your formative years and what led you to, you mentioned science led you to faith, kind of what led you to faith in Jesus. Okay, you know, <clears throat> I was born during the uh, Civil War in Africa, okay? My parents were refugees. I was a refugee, and as a refugee, my mom suffered, you know, war-related malnutrition and, you know, difficulties. When I was born, same my happened to me. So I suffered some psychological trauma. So all through my life, all through my childhood, I, I, I suffered depression. I struggled with very low self-esteem. I, it was a, I had a very difficult childhood. But I still kept on keeping on. I discovered that in life, as a child, I discovered that success is not guaranteed. What is guaranteed in life is failure. You must fail. But what would make you successful is how you embrace your failures, your inadequacies, your insufficiencies, your shortcomings. Embrace them, don't deny them, but embrace them and turn them around into successes. So I went to medical school, I struggled. I became a forensic pathologist. So I practiced the science of death. 
I've performed over 12,000 autopsies and death investigations in my life. And through studying death, I discovered that we all are one. We are all one body, one spirit, one hope, one joy. That there is a spirit that lives in each and every one of us. That spirit that lives in me is the spirit that lives in you. And is the spirit of life. It is what gives your body life. So we all are members of one another. And I discovered that science is a human endeavor that is in search of a truth, one truth. Through the scientific methods, scientific research. But in science, the more you discover, the more you realize what you do not know, and the more you continue to search, you keep the faith. You believe in science in spite of all the questions you don't have answers to. And then I discovered that there is faith. And faith is also a human endeavor that seeks that one truth. And there is only one truth. So science and faith come together in one truth, one end point. Now what is faith? Faith is a manifestation and identification with that spirit that lives inside you. The celebration of that spirit. And realizing that we all are members of one another. As I manifest my spirit, I am also manifesting you. Because we share one spirit. But even in the manifestation of that spirit, you encounter questions you don't have answers to, just like in science. Faith is the evidence of those questions you don't have answers to. But what happens is, when it comes to science, we give science the benefit of the doubt. But when it comes to faith, the moment we don't have answers to questions, many of us will turn our back on faith. We don't keep the faith on faith to keep on living on, keep on manifesting it, just like we do in science. So what I have done in my own life is to bring science and faith together. Because it was actually my faith that led me to the discovery of CTE. Because going by science alone, when I met Mike Webster, the great football player who had died, and I did an autopsy on him, by science, I had no reason to do an autopsy on him. We knew why he died. He had a massive heart attack. When I opened up his skull, his brain looked normal. By science, I had no reason to examine his brain. But by faith, I looked upon Mike Webster. I saw myself in Mike Webster because we all are members of one another. Whatever we do, even for the least of us, we do for all of us. So I said to Mike Webster, I said, fellow man, I said, brother, I struggled with depression. He struggled with depression. And I said to Mike, look, I don't know why you behaved the way you behaved after retirement from football, but I'm suspecting you suffered brain damage. Guide me to the truth. I will use all my education and knowledge to get to the bottom of this, but your spirit has to guide me to the truth. I need to vindicate you and vindicate all of us. I think something is wrong. And the more I studied other football players, the more I discovered that all of them were having the same problems. So it was the manifestation of my faith, the practice of my faith in my science that led me to CTE. Hmm. 
And that, like I expected, affected all of us, vindicated all of us, has uplifted our shared common humanity. That's an incredible story and certainly an incredible discovery that's going to have impact for generations to come. And I love the the title of the book. This is not about taking a side because the truth has no side. Dr. Amalu, we really do appreciate you being with us. Yes, Dr. Amalu, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. If you want more information about Dr. Amalu, you can visit his website at BennettAmalu.com. All right, Jimbo, what'd you think? What a wonderful guy. What a wonderful, 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 wonderful guy. So sincere. Oh, yeah. And when you think about what he's doing, which is, you know, he's the little boy with his finger in the dam. It's almost like Martin Luther, who is challenging the world order. And what he has to say is not popular. It's not popular with me. But again, the the truth of what he's saying is undeniable. Your lack of intelligence, I think, directly stems from all those years you played football. You talking to the listener or me? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not the listener. I was. I meant. I meant you. Um, so, but but again, it's not just football. In the USA Today, there was there was an article. When you think about prep sports concussions, you almost always think of football. Yet a new study. Um, and this is uh, Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. A new study found that football barely has the second highest per capita concussion rate of all high school sports. Number one, you know this, right? Girls soccer. Girls soccer per capita has the most concussions. So his point is he doesn't have a vendetta against football per se. No, contact sports. It's just, well, and, 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 and soccer is theoretically not a contact sport. And yet it is. It really is parents rethinking this. And, and it's very hard for us because you played football and intellectually you're fine. I played football. Maybe. My dad played. I mean, it's just, it goes back for generations and everyone's going, well, gosh, all those people were really intelligent. And they had great jobs. And e, I don't really, mm, I don't see it. And so it's a hard sell. Now, people whose relatives you can look at, you know, they're auto, and yes, they, they suffered, they got violent and they had the depression. It's, it, that's not a hard sell for some people. Correct. And certainly the families of Junior Seau and others right. would obviously be in in agreement that it's never a good idea to mm-hmm. go that route. I've heard several professional football players come out and say, well, I wouldn't have changed my course because it certainly changed my family. I don't necessarily want my children to play. Mm-hmm. And so there certainly is that dynamic. But I think it's important to understand research is not a one-to-one correlation. It's not you play football and you will get traumatic brain injury. And and it's not like if you play football, you'll get CTE and then you'll commit suicide. And that's not necessarily what he's saying. Right. It's just a higher likelihood. The numbers. And so I, I think that you, you have to hear this. You have to accept it and not completely reject it at first. And then you need to make the decision in what you believe is best for your child. And it really is, you know, it's a cost benefit. It's a most like I love what they're doing. We were out, uh, what it was a year or so ago, and they we were taking family pictures next to where they were playing peewee football. And they had all the kids, well, they had on shorts, but they had them in jerseys and shoulder pads and helmets. 
and they were playing flag flag football. Uh, so the kids got to look like football players and run around like football, but it was flag football. So there are th- there are things that are being done. There, you know, the helmets today are a far cry from what the helmets were, and I I, I don't know anytime soon that this discussion is going to bring down the the football empire. Don't know, might, but it has certainly led to a vast improvement in equipment. Uh, did you have another? Oh, I have so many great, fabulous intellectual points. A few of the other things that I'll I, defer. I liked, you know, his his idea that his science informs his faith and his yeah. faith informs his science, that both are yes. seeking truth, seeking facts. And at some level, both don't have all the answers, and so they have to rely on faith. So I love the the, the connectedness between his science and his faith. You can't use the past to justify the present. You know, it's not, it can't be, we've just played for generations and, oh, we'll be fine. It's no, you need to take an honest look at this and then make an informed decision. It could be that your son's going to still play football or your daughter in 2017. You have to also say that, right? No. No? No. Um, (laughs) But you just can't ignore it. Your past can't justify the present. Failing doesn't make you a failure. It's what you do with that failing. I love that too. I think a lot of moms out there, Love this discussion because it's like, oh, finally, I've always thought that this was so scary. Of course, they were more worried about like a broken arm or something, but it kind of feeds a lot of mom's protective nature toward their children. I think you guys getting this book, Truth Has No Side, Bennett Amalu, dads, it's worth reading. It would be silly if you're a father, you have a sports background, you want your child to play sports. It would be silly not to read it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's at some point you just going, la, 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 la. You know, I'm not going to listen to anything that contradicts my, and for most of us, very uninformed sure. opinions. Sure. Say what you want to say, but the guy has numbers. Yep. And we have to take those numbers into consideration. And it, again, it doesn't mean your, your child's not going to play contact sports and football or whatever, but you need to have the facts moving forward. If you want more information about Bennett, again, it's BennettAmalu.com. If you want more information about this episode or podcast, it's ParadoxPodcast.com. Click on the episodes tab, and then we're going to have all the different links in our show notes of things that we talked about today. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, both the show as well as us individually there at ParadoxPodcast.com. Yeah, and we were going to start a new series interviewing all the people that Will Smith has played in movies, mm-hmm. uh, but we were just slow on the uptake because, you know, Muhammad Ali, not not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Speaking of CTE. Yeah, true. Um, it was fun. Uh, Seriously, right. that was fun. Absolutely. That was fun. And I restrained myself. <laughs> Have a great day. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. You can see that their heart is, it's been hardening over time And it is just about to solidify.
And he says, this is the greatest negative predictor mm-hmm. within marriage. Yeah. The greatest predictor of, of divorce. When you hold someone else in contempt. And it's really an air of superiority. Absolutely um, it is. That they are way down you there. Are beneath me. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is really a heart attitude where criticism is that verbal attack. 